Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 10th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled Pursuing Grace-Based Success. I want you to be a success. God wants you to be a success. You want you to be a success. But what we want to do is we want to pursue it God's way. So on today's word, what we do is we get into the word of God on a daily basis we learn the Bible in a way that we can apply it to our daily living, and the Bible comes alive. It comes alive for us. We are we are meditating on, on the Word. We're going into the Bible on a daily basis. We're looking at, at, at kingdom concepts and ideas and ways, and we're learning it from different perspectives, and God has graced me to be able to break it down and break down His concepts. These are things sometimes that are very hard for people to grasp, and God has, has graced me. He's gifted me to be able to take these kingdom concepts and communicate them in a way that people can see, hear, and understand. And whenever you can see the word, hear the word, and understand the word of God, you can be changed by that word that you see, hear, and understand. So this is Pursuing Grace-Based Success, part 17. Today, I'm going to teach you why you need soul prosperity. Say, I have a prosperous soul. Say this. Say, I have prosperity in my soul. You, why is it that you need a prosperous soul? Why, why should you seek to develop a soul that sees yourself the way that God sees you, that believes what God believes about you? Why? Because until you have soul prosperity, you will not have life prosperity. That's what I'm going to be teaching on today, the importance of having a prosperous soul. Get ready for the word. Listen, for us to become the success that God wants us to be, for us to leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased, we're learning that 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 type of success and prosperity happens on the inside first. And I told you before, if you can't see it, you can't be it. If you can't see it, you can't have it. If, if it doesn't happen on the inside first, you will never really have it on the outside. There are so many people today that are struggling with mental health. There are so many people today that are struggling and battling anxiety. I like to my uh, for those of you, a lot of you know that my oldest is a is a chef, uh, Ricardo Junior. And I'm super proud of him. He just got his own restaurant, and because of him, once he started to go down the the road to become a chef when he was 14, uh, when he was in the house, I mean he had the Food Network on all the time, and so uh, because of him, my wife and I got kind of got into food. I, I like to cook a lot now, and um, and so now I was watching a cooking show the other day, and. This uh, it was a cooking competition, and this young man, uh, he was about to go out and 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 you know he was rated. There was like a competition, a tournament. He was rated the number seven seed out of eight, and he beat the number two seed. And then he came, and then he beat like the number four seed. And then he was gonna go out again, but the third time he was about to go out, before he went out, he had like a panic attack, and so he he said that he suffered from anxiety, and so he you know he was hyperventilating and all of this. And what was happening was he was he was playing where the devil was, playing thoughts of failure in his mind. 
And so the, what the devil does is he wants you to die a thousand deaths. The devil wants you to, to he wants to play these, these thoughts of failure in your mind. And if you don't stop or reject those thoughts, then these images, these images of failure can cause you to delve into despair, even depression. And now you're battling anxiety and you're overwhelmed and you haven't even done anything yet. You lose the battle because you lose the battle in your mind. So for, for you to become a success, thankfully, you know, somebody was able to get him, snap him out of it, give him a pep talk, and then boom, he was able to do what he had to do. But all of that, he was captured. He became a prisoner in his own mind. Listen, if you want to be a success, say this in the chat. I uh, I have mental health. Put put in the chat, I have godly mental health. My, my, my soul is prosperous. And so if you have a prosperous soul, then it's only a matter of time before you prosper in life as well. So let's talk about it for today. Our foundational scriptures, there's three of them. Let's get into these and then we'll keep going. So the foundational scriptures, Ephesians 2 verses 8 through 10, the Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace. All you did was believe. You didn't save yourself. It was a gift from God. All you did with the gift is receive it. You can't earn it. I mean, how could you boast for a gift? No, you're not saved by the things you've done. So you have nothing to boast about. Now in Christ Jesus, God has made us what we are. Now in Christ Jesus, God has made us what we are. God made us new people so that we could spend the rest of our lives doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. So there's some things, say I have work to do. There's some work that I have to do and, and I have to see myself doing that work. I have to believe what God believes about me so that I can go accomplish what God has called me to accomplish for such a time as this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, God has united us with Christ Jesus. Now, for our benefit, God made him, Jesus, to become perfect wisdom, wisdom itself. So I have access to wisdom from above. And God made us right with him through Jesus. So I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And God made us pure and holy and delivered us from all sin. And so in Christ Jesus, I have access to wisdom. I'm righteous. I'm pure. I'm holy. And I'm freed from sin. I didn't do anything. Jesus did everything. It's all about him. Therefore, verse 31 says, I have nothing to boast about. What am I going to boast about? I didn't do anything. All I did was receive what God gave me. And now I'm in Christ. And all of these things are freely given to me uh, by the grace of God. Say amen to that. Second Timothy 1 and 9 says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace. He gave us the purpose and the grace for the, the purpose. He gave us the assignment and the grace for the assignment. He gave us both in Christ Jesus. He gave us both in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So those are the foundational scriptures. We keep going over those in this series, and they keep driving home the point that God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you because God is good. They keep driving home the point that if you're going to be a success in life, it has to be all about him. It's not about you. You have nothing to boast about, but your boast can be in him. And when your boast is in the Lord and you live to glorify his name, God can elevate you, cause you to increase, make you a success in this world. Why? Because he wants you to affect with effects and influence the people of this world and the systems of this world. He wants, he wants to, you to have a level of favor in this world where you are actually impacting. First, he impacts the person, and then he impacts the, the, the whole system that the person is in. God will elevate you to where you're impacting government, where you're impacting education, where you're impacting media and entertainment, where you're impacting sports. God will send you into a system, bless the person, and then elevate the person to impact the whole system. That is the influence that God wants to have on this planet 
He wants to have it through you, but it will never happen until you see yourself that way. You got it? All right, 3 John 2. 3 John 2, the Bible says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper and be in health in every way and that your body may keep well even as your soul prospers. I'm talking about soul prosperity today. So what does this mean for you today? We, we, we got a lot of scriptures out of the way. I've talked about a lot of stuff already. Now, what does this mean for you? This Monday morning, today, I have three things to share with you this morning. Let's get into these three things. Number one, your thoughts control your life. So you should put in the effort to think like God. Your thoughts, say this, my thoughts control my life. So your thoughts control your life. So you need to put in the effort to control your thoughts, to think like God. So in this series, we're talking about success. And and God wants you to be a success. I want you to be a success. In the last message, I drove home the point that for, for the believer, success starts on the inside. You will never have success externally until you have success internally. In my, in my last message, I shared with you that your legs will never take you where your soul has never been. Let me say that again. Your legs will never take you where your soul has never been. This is why you must meditate and medicate on God's word day and night. Why? Because you have to see it before you can be it. You have to see it on the inside before it will manifest on the outside. So your thinking is critical and central to your living. Your thinking is key and central and critical to your living. The word of God says, says it this way. In Proverbs chapter four, verse 23, the King James Version says, keep thy heart with all diligence because out of it, your heart flows the issues of life. The easy to read version says, above all, be careful what you think because your thoughts control your life. So the King James is saying, basically, everything is flowing out of your inside. Your whole life on the outside flows out of the inside. It is an outworking of the internal. So be careful what you think because your thoughts control your life. That's why, thankfully, you watch today's word. Those of you that watch every day, you're getting into the word of God on a daily basis. Sunday morning is just not enough. You're getting it on Sunday, I hope, at your church. You're getting it here Monday through Friday. You should be getting it like when you're thinking about it. You study the word for yourself. Get it while you're in the car. You're always getting the word of God. Why? Because your thoughts control your life. If you want to be a success in life, you're going to have to be a success in your soul first. It will never manifest on the outside until it manifests on the inside because your thoughts control your life. Now, once you see it on the inside, whoo, glory to God, and you get fully persuaded on the inside and you can see it. When you, you, you're, you're meditating and medicating on it on the inside and you can see it. It's like, mm, I can taste it. I can have it. You see it. It is real to you. Now, it hasn't happened yet. But, but it happened on the inside. It just hasn't happened yet on the outside. And it's like the world hasn't caught up with it yet. You go into your prayer closet and you can see it. Oh, glory. You're in church and you can see it. You're, you're in church and, and you, y'all start to sing songs of praise. And you, you're thinking about the goodness of God and all he's done for you. And then the songs slow down. <laughs> and, and, then, and, then, and then instead of singing about God, you got to start singing to God. And the, the songs slow down. And you start looking up and, and, and you start ministering to God. You are the source of my strength. Glory. You are the strength of my life. Glory. Father, I, 
I, I lift my heart to you. I lift my hands in total praise. As you start to minister to God, God starts to show you you, and he shows you you are doing things that you haven't done yet, and, and they haven't happened yet, but you know that it's only a matter of time. And as you're meditating and medicating on that, and you're meditating and medicating on him, and you're thinking about him, you go to sleep thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. Yes, you can see it. You can taste it. Once you get to that point where you're convinced on the inside, you have a prosperous soul, it's only a matter of time before it happens on the outside. Say amen to that. All right, number two, you have to reprogram your autopilot to a setting that will keep you aligned with God and his plans for your life. You have to reprogram your autopilot. Say, I reprogram my autopilot. Let, let me explain what I mean. So you have to reprogram your autopilot to a setting that's going to keep you aligned with God. Third John 2. I read it for you already. Here, the apostle John is praying for his friend Gaius. And he says, listen, hey, Gaius, this is my prayer for you. My prayer for you is that you will prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. My prayer is that you will have life prosperity, that you will have physical prosperity like in your body, that you will experience prosperity in every area of your life. But it's only going to happen even as your soul prospers. Pastor Bill Winston said this. He said, inside of every one of us is an image. I call this image an invisible fence. And it dictates how far we can go and what we see ourselves doing and being. It is an invisible wall between you and God holding you back and keeping you from stepping out into what seems impossible. If you attempt to go outside of this fence, your subconscious mind will pull you back. So let's talk about that for a minute. And then I'm going to give you my analogy, which is an autopilot. So Pastor Bill Winston talks about this invisible fence. And so basically inside of the fence, when you first come to God, I know when I first came to God, my fence was small, right? So when I first came to God, I only saw myself doing like this much. And so that little bit that I saw myself doing, hey, Brother Pena, come here. Can you sing in the choir? Well, I can't sing, but if you want me to be in the choir, I joined the choir, right? And I did, and I joined the choir. Why? Because I kind of saw myself doing that. Hey, Brother Pena, can you do the welcome? Like the welcome in front of everybody? Yeah, like with the mic? Ooh, I don't know about that. Matter of fact, Clarice Burnett is watching, and so she was there when I first got born again. I was like, ooh, I don't know. You want me to do the welcome? And the first time, I, I was like, okay, fine. I, but I could see myself. Leo Jacobs, the guy that led me to Christ, he kind of ministered to me. He told me what to do. And uh, and and I went up there and I did it. Why? Because I, I had to build myself up to where I could see it first. So you have this little bitty fence at first. And, and so if God asks you to do something that's within that fence, you'll do it. But if God asks you to do something that's outside of that fence, you're like, ooh, well, I don't know. I don't know about that. <clears throat> I can't see myself doing that. So Pastor Bill Winston says... This invisible fence is actually keeping you from launching out to perform what you consider to be impossible for you. It's not that it's impossible, it's just impossible for you because you can't see it. All things are possible to him that believes, but if you can't believe it, then it's impossible to you. And so now you have this fence that's holding you back from launching out to do the things that God has called you to do. And so what we got to do is the more you meditate and meditate on God's word, yes, boom, the fence gets bigger. I see myself doing more. Boom, the fence gets bigger. I see myself doing more. Boom, the fence gets bigger. I see myself doing more. You got to get to the point where you kick that joker down where there's no fence because there's no limits to God, right? But that programming is critical. I call it an autopilot. Pastor Bill Winston called it the, the fence. Let me give you another analogy or illustration. I'm going to deal with an autopilot. So uh, let me say it this way. Let's say, you know, you have an autopilot 
And and when you, let's say you're on a, and I'm talking about for a plane. So you have a plane and you set the autopilot uh, to a, a, a direction, which is an azimuth and an elevation. So you set azimuth and elevation on the autopilot. Boom, boom, right? Let's say you set it to uh, 147 degrees and you set it to 40,000 feet. And now it's set to 147 degrees, 40,000 feet. Now, that's your that's the autopilot. That's what it's set to, right? That's what it's set to. Now, you the pilot from time to time can grab the stick and bring it down to 30,000 feet, right? But if he lets go, what's going to happen? It's going to go back up to 40,000. He could grab the stick and lift it up to 80,000 feet. But as soon as he lets it go, it's going to go right back to 40,000. He can grab it and pull it over here to 117 degrees. But as soon as he lets it go, it's going to go right back to 147. Why? Because it's programmed that way, right? So here's my point. My point is when you come to God, you have a programming. Your mind is set. The Bible says that you, your, your mind must be renewed through the word of God. It must be a, metaf a metamorphosis must take place. Romans 12, 1 and 2, there that, that transformation, that, that's the, the, the word metamorphosis. It's kind of like what happens between, it's not a small change. It's a significant change. The word of God can change you like from a caterpillar to a butterfly. It's like a whole different creation. So when you come to God with the word of God, it can change your programming. So if I tell you, hey, you can do it, but your programming is set right here. But I tell you, you're at this elevation. And I say, you come to church and I'm preaching. And I'm like, man, you could do all things. There's nothing you can't do. The grace of God is on you and in you and with you and for you. And you get excited while you're in church. And it's like, boom, I, it's like I grabbed the stick of your life and I pulled you up. You're, you were set at 20,000 feet. I pulled you up to 100,000 feet while you were in church. And you feel amazing. And you start high-fiving your neighbor. And you're like, and you run around the church. There's nothing you can't do. That's cool. You get emotional. That's cool, right? Right. You, 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 you get all of that stuff. That's cool. But what happens when you go home? You have a programming. It's going to take you right back down to 20,000 feet. So if unless you change, like like you can get beyond your programming for a few minutes, like like you can get excited. You can watch some on YouTube and, and get super duper excited. You can get emotional. You, you can get this this euphoric experience for a few minutes. But if you don't change the way you think. It's going to bring you right back down. So so, yeah, you can get excited. You can get emotional. You can do all of that. But unless you are deprogrammed and then reprogrammed then you can never, your life needs to be set on the level that God wants you to operate in. And so your soul has to be set. I'm talking about getting to the point where now, watch this, once you're set at, at a certain level, at a certain azimuth and, and elevation, then it takes a lot for the devil to bring you down. Now, things happen. You get an email you didn't want to want to read. You get a letter you didn't expect. You get a phone call. Oh my God, you get bad news. Yeah, he might hit you from time to time and the world might try to pull you down. But as soon as you snap out of it, what's going to happen? Your programming is going to bring you right back up. Glory to God. If you get to the point where you are programmed to think and act like God, where, you, where your autopilot is set up here. And now, listen, it, it will take a lot it takes a whole lot for the devil to get me to say something negative about myself. I'm not going to do it. I, I, why? Because I'm programmed not to do it. And it will take a whole lot 
for the devil to see myself defeated. I can't see myself defeated. Why? Because I'm programmed up here. I'm programmed to succeed. I'm program I have a prosperous soul. And so I see my I really think there's nothing I can't do. Well, that's how I think. Now, now, you know, it's now I'm not saying that that I'm gonna be successful in everything in practice, but at least in my mind, I'm gonna be successful. I'm gonna try that thing. If God says go, I'm gonna go. If God says do, I'm gonna do. Why? Because I see myself doing it. I'm not gonna be held back by my programming. This is why you cannot be a success in life until you become a success in your soul. I'm talking about a prosperous soul. Say amen to that. Say 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 this. Say this by faith. Say I am programmed to think and act like God. You want to be programmed up here, not down here. You want to be programmed to think and act like God. Say amen to that. All right, number 3, last point for today. Number 3 and and finally, number 3, becoming prosperous in life begins with developing a prosperous soul. So let me just give you some more points on this, some nuggets, and then we'll let you go. Right thinking produces right living, right? If If you're living right, it's because you're thinking right. Divine success begins on the inside. You, you're not going to have something on the outside that you don't already have on the inside. The measure of success that you in, experience in life will, become, will come as a result of the measure of success that you experience in your soul. So once again, your legs will never take you where your soul has never been. So you have to, you have to think like God. You have to see yourself the way that God sees. You have to believe what God believes about you. So the prosperous soul believes in God's limitless dreams and relies on God's limitless power, meditating on God's ability to accomplish the seemingly impossible. So if you're meditating on God's ability to accomplish the seemingly impossible and you're thinking about God all the time, then it's going to propel you beyond your natural power, your ability, your strength, your education, your experience, and your resources. Now, you cannot accomplish the things of God without God or without his grace. And so God will grace you. He will empower you to do the things that you can't do without him. But unless you have the courage and the confidence and the faith to launch out, you're never going to launch out and even try it. So you should not have a limited view of, of your success because you don't have limited grace. So, so say this, say, I have all the grace that I need to accomplish what God sent me to accomplish. You have all the grace you need. There's nothing you can't do. Why? Because God is on you and in you and with you and for you. If you see limits, those are limits you place there. God is limitless. There's nothing God can't do. So if you see limits, those are limits that you place there and you are actually holding yourself back. You Why? Because you're putting up that invisible fence or you're, you're, you're put, your programming is set the wrong way. You're holding yourself back from the plans that God has for you from the foundations of the world. So when you die to yourself, you even need to die to your limits. Now, let me say this as a warning though. If you do feel like you are prospering in life, say I'm doing good. Now there's some people that say, you know what, Brother Pena, I'm doing good. Okay, cool. But even if, so if you are doing good and you think you're doing good and you're, you're good, don't fool yourself into thinking that you're doing good on your own. See, many times believers get confused and they think that they're doing good because they're the ones that are doing it. And like they're doing it without the grace of God. No, God's grace is on your life to succeed. God's super is on your natural. The Bible says, John, James 1 and 17, every good and perfect gift comes from God. So if you are doing good and say, I'm doing good, acknowledge his grace. Please don't get the big head. Remember, the biggest way up in God is down. You humble yourself. But the biggest way or the fastest way down in God is up. If you exalt yourself, God will humble you. 
He will have to humble you because you're getting the big head and you're taking credit for things that you didn't do. Always acknowledge God. Don't take his glory. It's all about him. It's not about us. The prosperous soul loves God uh, and not money. Say, say this. Say, I love God. I don't love money. Now, I can have money because money doesn't have me. But what I'm not going to do is love money. I love God. I don't love money. So when you give God first place in your life, he will see to it that you receive all the resources that you need to accomplish his will on this planet. But it is dangerous for a Christian to put material prosperity ahead of spiritual maturity. Let me say this again. It is dangerous for the Christian to put the pursuit of material prosperity ahead of spiritual maturity. If you put spiritual maturity ahead of material prosperity, said another way, instead of chasing money or things, chase God. If you chase God, he will see it to it that things chase you. But this is the warning that, that um, the apostle Paul gave people who have material prosperity. He says, but people who long to be rich fall into the temptation. They are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. Those words, temptation, trap, foolish, harmful, ruin, destruction. Then he goes on to say, it's the love of money, not money, but the love of money that is the, the source or the root of all kinds of evil. And many people who have been crave, craving money, they just think, I, I need that money, I need that paper. They're craving money. They have wandered away from the faith. They have pierced themselves and they have many sorrows. They, they pursued money instead of pursuing God. And now they have the money, but they have many sorrows. And the Bible says in Proverbs 10 and 22, the blessing of the Lord makes a person rich and he has no sorrow with it. Say this, say what the Bible says. Say, the Lord can make me rich and add no sorrow with it. I know when I said rich, that might have like mm, rubbed people like, oh, I shouldn't say that. Listen, let's use Bible words. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes a person rich. The blessing can make you rich and he will add no sorrow with it because you're not pursuing stuff. You're pursuing God. God wants you to, to succeed, to prosper in life. You were not born to fail, but God does not want you to pursue success the wrong way. God does not want you to pursue things that are going to take you away from him. He wants you to pursue things that are pleasing in his sight. And when you simply yield to God, you be led by the Holy Spirit, you believe what God believes about you, and you pursue his plans by faith, God will make you a success. And when God makes you a success, watch this, and when it's a grace-based success, it will keep you on the path to your destiny. You will have more than enough of everything that you need. And because he put it in your hands, he will add no sorrow with it. So you, you will walk in divine prosperity in every area of your life. You will experience success and God will add no sorrow with it. Your mind will be programmed to think and act like God. You're not delving into despair or depression. You're not battling thoughts of anxiety. Your, your programming is set up here. You believe what God believes about you and you walk in divine success. You, you look at your hands and you say, hands, you are blessed hands. Everything you touch, everything I put my hands to do, it prospers. Why? Because the Lord my God is with me everywhere I go. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Uh, uh, I declare, ooh, glory to God, this message was good. Before I get into it, let me just say this. Say this out loud. Say, Father, I thank you 
for making me a success. All right, now speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. I am convinced that you love me. And since you love me, your desire is for me to be successful in life. It is your will that I prosper. I was not born to fail. I was born to succeed. And this success can only be found in your divine purpose for my life. So I make a concerted effort to submit to the process of mind renewal. I deprogram my mind from the ways of this world. I reprogram my mind with your word. I purposefully change the way I think to line up with your thinking, to see myself the way you see me, to believe what you believe about me. I think of my future the way you do. I align my plans with your purpose. I remove every limit because you are limitless. I see myself the way you see me on the inside. And it's only a matter of time before I have it on the outside. My God causes me to prosper and he adds no sorrow with it. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, there's going to be another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, listen, this is a word you might need to listen to again. You need to get this down in your heart. God wants you to have a prosperous soul. Share this with your friends. Do me a favor. If this message was a blessing to you, first of all, if you're not getting my notes, go to today's, you get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Number two, go into the chat. Let me know if this message blessed you. However it blessed you, I like to read those comments. And then number three, share this message right now. Before Hit share right now, right now. Share it on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. I will see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.